Welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with Moira Kasaba. I am so excited to share with you today one of my dear friends, Rachel Shear. She is a functional medicine doctor who specializes in gut health and never really foresaw herself doing that and it becoming her career except for her own story, her own journey through through the depths of just a very, very, very difficult road. And she's going to share that story with us today. The work she's doing in the world is transforming lives. She is one of, she's just a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse in the entrepreneurial space. She's a powerhouse speaker, but I also want to say she's a powerhouse friend. You know, she's those, she's one of those few people that believes in others so big, celebrates others so big. I am so grateful to know her, to love her, and I'm really excited for her to drop all the knowledge for you guys today. Awesome. All right. Well, let's get started. I am so excited to finally have Rachel Shear on the podcast. We've been trying to book this forever and we're both so crazy busy. It is such an honor and a pleasure to have you here. Moira, thank you for having me on your show. It is an honor. We had such an incredible time a few months ago at the Mastermind event. And just became such good friends after just bonding over business, nutrition, and fitness. So I'm excited just to have a, a girl talk here today. I know, I am too. And it is really cool. I just literally got goosebumps. Isn't that crazy? Like thinking about our connection, we were both asked to speak at a mastermind in Dallas and we came into that and, you know, had conversation there, but there was like something afterwards. There was a connection afterwards that kept going. And I feel like, um, and I told you this on a voice message not that long ago, like you're just one of those special people that like, is so like-minded and um, in in driven business-wise, but like passionate and obsessed, right? With health and wellness and all of that. And you are such a supporter of mine. I mean, I think it's rare to find those people that you can reach out to that are just going to be your cheerleaders and encouragers. And you've been that to me. So thank you. Yeah, I think, you know, the more you step into business, entrepreneurship, you could say health, fitness, like it's hard to find people who are on a similar mission as you. Um, I know when I was getting really into fitness and bodybuilding, like I lost a ton of friends in the process. Yeah. Um, But I really think anytime you're up leveling in your life in some way, shape or form, um, you know, our friends either have to like support us in that journey, or we have to find a new group of people. And it's never to say like, Hey, we're no longer friends. I'm leaving you behind or any of that, but it, it is hard to find your people. And that's why I love going to those mastermind events and where you and I just clicked so much right away because it's like, okay, here's a woman who is, you know, really, really dreaming big. She gets mm-hmm. it. Like the values are there. That's the same. And I just hope that everybody can find those type of types of people in their life because it's so rare and the older and older I get it's less about you know the quantity of people I have in my life but more so about the quality and having those four females in my life I think I've played a massive massive role in my success yeah absolutely I mean it is rare to step into a room of business women of successful women and I think it's becoming more and more, you know, prevalent, but it it is really rare to have that instant, like, 
I see your level of success. You see my level of success. And we're like, what are you doing? That's so amazing. Like, da, da, da. and we're just sharing things with each other where it's usually somewhat of a competition, you know, or, or just intimidation, really. That's what I was about to say, not being intimidated by the other woman. Um, and I did a podcast on my show, Shared Madness, a while back with actually one of my best friends. And we yeah. talked about the 10 traits of an empowered woman. Mm. And one of those being, you know, another woman's success being evidence of really what's possible. Goosebumps. Um, yes. Instead yes. of just looking at it as competition. And I think yeah. when women and people in general, right? Like this isn't just like a female thing, but can really understand that like, hey, this is evidence of what's possible. Um, It then opens so many doors. And also the more you encourage other people to win, be successful, add value. That's like been one of the biggest things I've learned on my journey is like add value to everybody instead of, hey, what can I get? What can you do for me? Um, Just trying to get all these free handouts. Like that's the key to get to where you want to go. And it feels so much better. And I feel like sometimes you know people have to kind of learn that the hard way but it really is that like it's empowering other people adding value as much as possible it's the same thing in business too if you think about it like my business I believe has been so successful because it's been so focused on the mission mm-hmm. and adding value and money always follows value like I didn't do yes. this because I cared anything about building you know a seven figure, multiple seven figure business. Like now I have today, that was a byproduct of the massive value that I was able to add to so many people's lives and the mission that I was on. And it's the same mm-hmm. thing, I think individually in entrepreneurship, but it's value, value, value always yeah. first. Oh, I love that so much because I feel like you just said so much and that, that being inspired by somebody else's success and, and that opens up the possibilities for you what people sometimes don't realize, especially when we talk about like, be careful who you surround yourself with, put yourself in the right circle, sit at the right tables. A lot of times people are attempting to do that, but they're not doing the work on themselves. Right. And like, you can't make that shift to truly feeling like, Oh my God, tell me more about that because that's possible. That inspires me. That fires me up. You can't get there unless you do the work on yourself first. And, you know, very few people, I was talking about this today, actually on an earlier podcast I recorded, it's like we consume information, we consume education, we consume knowledge, but we don't always do the daily practices that we have to do for the inside work in order to take that, you know, knowledge and execute on it. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you've heard this saying before or anybody who's listening, but your level of success is always going to be a byproduct of your level of personal development. Amen, sister. Even some of the moves like girl, I'm making right now in my business, like me six months ago, even a year ago, there's no way, there is no way that I ever could have. And even through all of my struggle, like being able to look back and be like, oh my goodness, like it makes sense why I walked through that because Mm -hmm. I really had to step into the version of myself who's able to run this, who's able to serve this many people. And I think so often, you know, we look at all of these struggles that we walk through. I'm like, why is this happening to me? And I've been there before, um, especially like with my gut issues that I dealt with for for so long. But walking through that, which is one of the hardest things I ever walked through in my life, where I literally almost had my large intestine removed, ended up becoming an entire mission in business. And I was servicing over 300 people a month, helping them heal and get to the root cause of their health issues using functional medicine. 
and I'm so grateful for it. Mm. And it all has come down to like doing the work internally. Yes. And now after, after I've created that business is I've continued to really work on myself, dive into my own healing. Oh my gosh, I'm covering boxes. Yeah. I don't even want to go into like, like, like stuff. I'm like, why, why, why do I do this? I remember even saying to um, my partner, Aaron, a while back, and just being like, I'm kind of tired of growing. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm always growing at like an expedited yes. rate more than yes. any other person in the world. But, you know, show me somebody who's self-made, who ever had an easy life. Absolutely. I know. And it's like, we can take our greatest obstacles, our our lowest points in our life and turn them into gold. If we can get to that place where we can say, how, how can I use this? How in the world is this a gift? And that's, that's where that shift comes in, you know, and, and going back to what you were saying about like becoming the person you need to be now to be able to handle the business that you have. I mean, think about just failure. Like we fail and make mistakes and the more success you have, the bigger those blows get a lot of times. And I think back to me a couple of years ago, I'm like, I never would have been able to handle that. You know, if I had had that success back then, it would have taken me out in a heartbeat. But like now it's just, you just roll with the punches because of the person I've become. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to go ahead. Go ahead. I was just (laughs) going to say. Girl talk. (laughs) Yeah, I truly believe everything really happens for us instead of to us. And I know it's so hard to see that when you're in the moment, like when you are really in the midst of struggling, you know, honestly, this morning, my body woke me up at 3am, 3am here this morning. And I had a full day. I don't get done until later this evening. I got a podcast lined up. I have some business stuff. I got a new client coming in. I have this like whole day of stuff and old me, like I, I, this would put me in like the worst place ever. Like I would really, really struggle. It'd be like the the world is coming and crashing down. And now I get to this place of looking at it like it's a test day. I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. How bad do I really want what I say I want? You yeah. know, do I think that I'm going to be able to step into, you know, creating an entire business mastermind here this next year while running my entire practice and not have days of poor sleep or mm-hmm. up? in the middle of the night, like that is kind of the struggle that that's what, that's what you asked for, right? We say yes to. So now like I have these days and I've reframed them in such a way where I'm like, all right, this is a test day, Rachel. How bad do you, do you really want it? You say that you want, and it's the coolest thing ever because when you really can release all of the, the inner resistance, and I, I say the inner resistance is all of the the chatter that says, mm-hmm. you know, don't do it, you know, cancel with that bit, what podcast that was, this is too hard. This could be with working out saying, I don't feel like it. You know, we, we all have those days. We all have what I call those yeah. past days where we just don't feel like doing the work. Yeah. And it's in those days where we really get to show up and we really get to ask ourselves, like, do I only want this when it's easy and when it's yeah. convenient and when everything is all perfect or do I want it on the days where even there's a struggle? Um, because I think that's what also separates somebody who's, you know, good and maybe yeah. going to be successful from somebody who is really, really great. Yes. Someone whose physical body you look at, and you're like, holy shit, she's got six pack abs. She yeah. looks amazing. You know, there was probably a good amount of days where like she did not want to go to the gym. Yeah. She did not feel like it. 
So it's really acting in spite of those thoughts, feelings, moods, and emotions and taking control of our circumstances or not letting our circumstances really take control over us in our lives. Oh, so good. So good. And I keep thinking because something magical happens when you and I get together. It's like this just wealth of like inspiration and passion comes out. And like, while you're talking, I'm I'm just, I keep putting myself in that position, right? Cause I woke up later than I wanted to today. And I was like, Oh, I'm not going to be able to get my workout. And you know, that whole thing. And I was able to override that. And, you know, it wasn't as big of and hard of a day as you're having today, but it's like, I keep thinking to myself, like, this is what we train for. Like, this is what we've been training for. These are the days that we've been training for. And it's easy to put on the tra- in the training on the days where everything kind of goes somewhat smooth because it never goes perfectly. But these are the days that just like you said, we're put to the test and can we rise? And yes, we will. And when you can tap into that, even just the question, right? Shift from the focus on the negative, the downward spiral, the poor me, the I've got so much going on to this is like, am I able to rise? Am I able to overcome? I will always answer yes, but it's not until I step into that question that I can take back my power, you know? Yeah, we have to really get to that place of like, okay, I'm I'm kind of hovering above the situation there and like not saying that that resistance isn't going to come. Like I woke up and I was like anxious, I was fatigued and I'm like, oh my gosh, like all of those thoughts come over us. It's what we choose to really do with those thoughts. I mean, the meaning is we create because- Meaning really is the catalyst to all of the decisions that we make in our life. I'm a big Tony Robbins fan. I know you are too. Same. Yes. You talk so much about that, but it's it's really the meaning that we make, whether it's yeah. through the big life events that we walk through, like me losing my health, my gut issues, um, whether it is, you know, a poor night of sleep, whether it's sleeping in and being like, oh my gosh, like I don't feel like I'm gonna get everything done. We get to choose the meaning of we mm-hmm. what we want to happen. And I'll also add, I think that that's where discipline is also super important. Um, I have been doing an ice bath actually for the last three months. Yes. We were talking about this on on the phone about like getting the cold plunge. And I remember the first time I got in uh, a cold plunge, like I started to hyperventilate. Like I didn't know what to expect. And my body's reaction was like, get out. I could barely stay in there for a minute. And now I do it every single day, actually, sometimes multiple times per day. I call them like my little espressos where I'll do like a quick little jump in before I have a podcast or something for home and I like get get a good wake up. Um, But what's so interesting is the conversation that I have with myself when I'm in Mm -hmm. that ice bath and getting even the time before has completely shifted, you know, something I loathed and I didn't want to do. Um, And in my body was like, get out, this sucks. Mm-hmm. And now the conversation has really shifted to one, it's something that I look forward to, even though it's something that's difficult. Yeah. Um, but two, in the ice bath, I now try to sh- change the inner dialogue to, okay, you want to do three minutes? Can you go four? Can you go four? Yeah. And it's the coolest thing because doing that, just in that small thing in my life, it's actually shifted the conversations in yes. other areas of my life where there's other things I don't feel like doing. Um, and again, the thought still kind of comes up right when I get in and I'm like, get out. But the shift takes happen. The, the shift takes place much sooner, much quicker than yeah. what it used to be. And I see that domino effect. And I think that's yes. really how we create that confidence and trust, even on the days where we're like, 
girl, this sucks. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it comes down to discipline and it comes down to flexing that, that mental muscle, like every single day, you know, I, I can remember at one point saying I was working out with my husband and one of his good friends who is not a big worker outer and he was kind of half-assing it. And I said something just in passing, like, come on, you know, how you show up, how you show up in your workout is going to be how you show up the rest of the day. And he like totally rolled his eyes at me and we were laughing, but I'm like, I wanted to be like, I'm dead serious. Like if you're cutting corners in one area, you're cutting corners in other areas, you know, and being able to flex that muscle of mind control over your thoughts, over your experiences, over the world that's going on around you. That is something everybody has, but very few people practice it every day. And I'm, I can't, my ice bath is um, on its way. I cannot wait till it gets here. <laughs> I want to get a video of you getting in it. The first oh time. my gosh. Well, I remember the first time I ever got in one and it's like an experience you'll never forget. Just like you shared. I was thinking I was at a retreat and I was like, well, everybody's doing it. So, it, you know, I'm not going to die. It can't be that hard. I don't hear people screaming and it is it's because I love physiology and the body. Like it was mind blowing to me what happened to my brain. I mean, it was as if I had slipped under the ice and I was going to die. Like that's it instantaneously. I went full fight or flight, full hyperventilation, couldn't breathe and totally unexpected. But then being able to within, you know, 60 seconds, breathe through that and stay in that. I mean, that gives you some power. That gives you some power. Yeah. And to see that take place and to condition the mind in that way, like seriously, like that's going to massively play a role in every single area. And for some people listening, that may be just like you getting in the gym on those days mm-hmm. where you don't feel like it. Um, sometimes it's like sending that email. You don't feel like sending that email. It's getting on that phone call. Like, you're like I can't do one more phone call. Yes. Like, okay. This is really what separates somebody who really actually wants it versus Mm -hmm. someone who kind of sort of wants it, but they really don't want to do the work when it's hard ultimately. Yes, 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 yes. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. So I want to go back. We haven't even like started yet. No, we just went right (laughs) into it. So yeah. So, good. <laughs> so I want to know, like, how would you define your role with what you do with work today? And then I'd love to hear kind of, cause I know there's a big story here. What led you into that work? Yes. Yeah, so for everybody who's listening, I didn't even really share a whole lot about my background, but I'm a functional medicine nutritionist. That's a mouthful. Functional medicine really just means root cause. Mm-hmm. So I do extensive lab testing, looking at the gut microbiome, the hormones, thyroids, adrenals, micronutrients, you know, I can keep going on and on and on. Um, it's like 40 pages worth of labs. I get stool samples. I get the poo, I get the pee, I get the urine, <laughs> I get pretty much every, every specimen from you. Um, and I use that information to help understand what is off in the body But instead of using medicine, I use lifestyle and food as medicine and also, Mm -hmm. you know, mindset related healing modalities as well, too. Yeah. Um, Because if we think about it, you know, most disease and I consider disease to be dis-ease in the body, you know, all all of these are really brought on by lifestyle related issues most of the time. I'd say the majority of them are. Um, And our body is an interconnected system, not a random set of independent organs. And what I really experienced with my, with 
with a lot of my health issues was really what I call the band-aid approach, where mm-hmm. I went to a bunch of different physicians for my health issues. Um, they gave me diagnoses based off of symptom clusters. Um, this could be depression. This was IBS. For example, IBS is considered um, irritable bowel syndrome, um, but it's not a diagnosis. It's just saying, hey, you have irritable, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, yeah. doesn't really say what the root cause is. So that's yeah. exactly what functional medicine does. It says, what is off and why is it off? And what do we need to do to restore function? Mm. Now, getting into this line of work, I actually came from the fitness industry. I was a bodybuilder. Like early on, I just cared about looking good naked, having a six pack <laughs> abs. You know, and, and no shame with that either. I think there's right. nothing wrong with wanting to feel good about your body, wanting to be confident. Um, but that was really kind of what I thought about when I thought of health. You know, I had health in a box, you know, go to the gym, lift heavy things, eat kind of sort of healthy most of the time that comes your macros, um, and then you'll be healthy. Um, but if you think about it, why then do so many people suffer with their health? Yeah. Um, we see people with a ton of different health issues who are doing those things and especially their mental health. Oh, yeah. And for me, you know, I competed in bodybuilding for three years. I was pushing my body, you know, to the extreme bodybuilding isn't a healthy sport. I will say we usually, yeah. say, you know, the person who wins probably the most unhealthy on stage yeah. physically, what we're putting our body through, um, from nutrition, it's just very restricted, um, but my diet was full of a lot of what I call diet foods, not really mm. healthy foods. So they were still processed foods, artificial sweeteners in them, um, things that aren't so good for your gut, um, but they fit yeah. the macros. So I was able to stay lean and fit. Um, and then, you know, with the stress my body was under, and I think my diet, after three years into competing back to back, I started to get really, really sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first I lost my menstrual cycle. I had very low thyroid, which is normal when you are at a very low metabolic, um, place where you yeah. don't have a lot of energy coming in and you're at very low percent body fat. Um, but then I started to deal with a bunch of gut issues and I'm not, not just talking about, Hey, I got a little bit bloated here and there. Some right. stuff. It's like, I started to deal with debilitating gut issues mm. to the point where I would look six months pregnant at the end of every single day. And because I was so lean and I had a six pack, I kind of looked like a ninja turtle. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, you know, I was in massive pain, you know, yeah. and I became very, very depressed because mm. most of my life had been fitness and nutrition. I went yeah. to for nutrition and dietetics before that I was a gymnast and I was a dancer. So my whole life up until this point had been about what I thought was health and fitness. Yeah. And here I was with hormonal imbalances, thyroid issues, massive gut issues, looking bloated, dealing with depression. And I felt like I was literally betrayed by my body. Yeah. And so out of control, I can imagine, because, you know, I have a very similar background with like being a gymnast, being an athlete. And of course, you know, not of course, but for me, eating disorders coming out of that, which is a lot of control and you can control that for a while. It works for a while. And then, you know, that switch is flipped and you to experience somebody as type A and is driven and just even personality type as you and I to be completely out of control is a really hard place to be. 
Yeah, and it's not a coincidence that most people who are type A and perfectionistic also end up with a lot of gut issues. And I'll get into that here in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, kind of getting to rock bottom with a lot of my health issues, um, my gut issues became so severe where I could no longer even use the restroom anymore. I had to do an enema every single day. And Western medicine, you know, gave me a bunch of different labels like IBS, here's, you have depression, I was put on birth control, antidepressants, I was put on thyroid medications, I was put on prescription laxatives, and I continued to get worse and worse. I was just going to say, I bet your body just got sicker and sicker with all of that. I'm just getting even more sick. I went to the Mayo Clinic, you know, they did, which is supposed to be like the best in the United States. They ran genetic tests, everything, you know, still nothing. And I was eventually sent to a colorectal surgeon at this point who said, hey, mm. let's just cut out your entire large intestine. What oh we'll do goodness. is also the small intestine to your rectum. And this will get rid of the motility issue, which was the major constipation issue, because if you're not going to the bathroom every single day, that's really, really bad for your body. Yeah. And like, I almost considered it because I was that miserable. Yeah. Where desperate. I was, I was yeah. desperate. So trust me when I say like I get like feeling that type of desperation and yeah. I feel like I will do anything to get better. Just tell me what to do. I'll take the pill. You know, like I get that desperation. And for me, I also felt like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. I was like, right. I am eating healthy. I'm into fitness. I'm going to the doctors. I'm doing all the tasks. Yeah, you're just, following directions from all yeah. the experts. Yeah. Like I'm searching for answers here and I'm like willing to do the work, but I just didn't know what I needed to do. Yeah. Um, however, I will say in, in that moment, you know, something came over me and I believe it was God. Um, yeah, I'm a Christian as my faith background. And, you know, he said to to not get the surgery and that there was another way. So as I was obsessed, you know, with about bodybuilding and fitness and nutrition, I pivoted that obsession to really healing my body. And I spent the next year really learning everything that I could about the gut, the gut microbiome and how the little microbes in our gut control everything. Wow. Hormones, thyroid, metabolism to our brain function, the motility of food. I became certified in functional medicine. How know. did that how did that pivot start? I'm curious because like God kind of gives you this message, which I love. And you know, don't go through with the surgery. Did he kind of give you the message like look into gut health? Or how did that even come up in your life? And where did you start that journey? Yeah. I call it the knowing. Yes. Yeah. Ah, yes. We have internally where we're like, this is not right this is not the direction I need to go. And there's another direction. Now I didn't really get it like going to gut health, start learning. (laughs) But at that point I felt like I was really failed. Um, or Western medicine really failed me. Yeah. And my only option was to figure it out myself. Mm. So that's where I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to start learning everything about gut health. And, you know, I did have my degree in nutrition and dietetics. Yeah. So I had a really good basis in nutrition. I was like, well, maybe, you know, with this base, I can kind of start to learn about gut health and, you know, how to heal the gut and about hormonal balance and all of these different areas. So, you know, I think experts are born really from a lot of their own pain in their life. Yes. And because otherwise I would have spent hours each day learning about gut health. I don't know anybody who would, (laughs) but I had a personal connection with it. And it was, you know, literally what I felt was healing 
healing my body, but also saving my life with where I was at. I was at that much of a low point. Um, and as I really got into learning, I just learned how crucial our gut microbiome truly actually is. And I started to do these different protocols, elimination diets. Now, gut healing is very different than gut health. I always say gut healing is a short-term specific protocol to try to bring the body back to homeostasis. So Mm -hmm. it's usually a bit more restrictive diets, um, very therapeutic, key-targeted supplements um, versus gut health is something like that's more maintenance, long-term, trying to build a healthy and robust gut microbiome. Mm, I love that. I ended up getting into doing some functional medicine testing, which is very different than Western medicine testing because Western medicine doesn't look at things like the bacteria in your gut. If you have intestinal permeability, it doesn't look at these different kind of connectors there. And as I dove into some of that testing, I had a ton of bacteria overgrowth mm-hmm. in my gut, something called SIBO. Um, so my gut was a wreck and that allowed me to start doing some key targeted protocols But you know, what's interesting, you know, for the next year, I would continue to kind of relapse and relapse and I would get some progress and then it would all come back again. Mm. And that's where my healing really started to expand because I was changing my diet. Like I pulled out the artificial sweeteners. I pulled out a lot of the things there. I started to eat very much a real whole food diet. Um, I had pulled back a bit on my exercise there. Um, I was doing key targeted protocols for healing my gut, but I really started to dig deeper and like, where is all of this really coming from? Hmm. And I really started to learn that it was the place that I was coming from, my relationship that I had with myself. Mm. I was trying so to- So interesting because I just thought about something. It's like functional medicine. I, I'm a huge believer and and fan of functional medicine. And it's like, obviously functional medicine goes to the root cause. And so you can say the root cause is the gut health, right? It's not the depression, the this or the that. But then what's under the root cause of the root cause? Yeah. What caused you know? the off in the first place is right. really the question we have to be asking. Yeah. I don't believe hormonal imbalances or gut issues are actually the true root cause. They're actually part of the symptom. Now, we mm-hmm. need to have that information. We need to look at what is all off in the body and how it's interconnected. But when we say what is the true root cause, it is what caused these systems to become off. They don't just randomly come off. Now, right. testing and seeing someone who has like a parasite or things like that, I'm like, okay. You know, yeah. they, they caught something like there are environmental stressors that can play yes. a role, but the other two big stressors are dietary stressors and then there are emotional stressors. And I feel like mm-hmm. that emotional piece really isn't, you know, accounted for a lot. And if we even look back at my journey of even what I've shared so far, there's always been this perfectionistic type A, you know, really trying to hustle for my worthiness. You know, I was yes. trying to shame myself to tell, I was trying to shame myself to fitness. Yeah. And, about that that's so backwards because we can't shame ourselves to health and we can't heal a body we don't love and yeah. it wasn't coming from a place of really actually loving myself you know I was trying to get myself to this perfect body in order mm-hmm. to feel some kind of sense of worthiness I didn't understand that at the time but that's really where I was coming from so it it opened the door to really start to do a lot of that deep inner work which is honestly that work never ends. Like I, I still never do ends. To, uh, today, which is why it's healing with an ing at the end there. Um, I don't yeah. believe we get to a, a point where we're healed. Now I have healed my gut and that's in a yeah. place and a lot of the body physical stuff. But when it really comes to our heart and our soul, like we're always going to be healing. And I think mm. healing is very much, you know, kind of the same thing as growth too. 
Yeah. Um, because when we're growing, like we just talked about at the beginning of the podcast, when we're up leveling in our life, what are we doing? We're overcoming limiting beliefs. We're healing certain parts of ourselves so we can step into this next version of ourselves who's able to take on all of these things, but also doing it from a place that is uh, not through resistance, like I mentioned mm-hmm. there. I'm not saying that there's not hard days. There are definitely hard days, but it's really how you show up for yourself in those days and that conversation that you have with yourself. So kind of yeah. like back to the ice baths and waking up in the morning. And the reason why I do that, you know, now is because I love myself too much not to. Yes. Yes. I feel like there is such a gap in understanding this because it's funny. We started out the podcast with like, show up, push through ice baths, you know, and now like people are listening, like, wait, but I thought now you're saying I need to like take care of myself and love myself and give myself grace. But I think people don't understand that sometimes some days the the loving choice is to push yourself, is to get yourself in the ice bath, is to rise above And some days the loving choice is to give yourself grace and give yourself a break and not hold yourself to that standard. But people so often just want to know what the action, what's the right action? What am I supposed to do? And that's different every single day. Yeah. You know? And that's why that relationship with ourself is so important because when you have a relationship with yourself, you're going to know the difference between the two. Um, there are some days where the most loving thing I can do for myself is saying, get your ass up, get in that ice bath, yes. um, crush it in the gym, push through these calls. And that is actually the most loving thing I can yes. do for myself. And that's actually, believe it or not, coming from a place of self-love. Mm-hmm. And there are some days where, you know what, like the most loving thing is really saying, girl, you've been busting your ass. You got it. Um, just go for a walk today, you know, relax, yeah. you know, and they, I believe they don't compete with each other. You know, right. I feel like we have this whole personal development space that's just like do hard shit and do it no matter what. Right. You know, get it done. And then we have, you know, this other side too, where, you know, it's more like on the feminine and going at ease and just yeah. being, and I believe they don't compete with each other. They're really one of the same. Yes. Um, and it all really comes down to what is the, again, the meaning that we're making out of everything that we're doing. I can be pushing myself to the extreme in fitness, but coming from a place of unworthiness. And guess what? The fruits of that are going to be burnout, exhaustion, gut issues. But I could also be, have that a very different conversation with myself. And you say, you know what, you know what? Um, I, I love fitness. This is my therapy. I get in the gym every single day and I love what it does for me physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing it for anybody else or trying to prove anything, but I'm doing it because you know, I really do love myself and that's my yeah. time that I get with myself. The action is the exact same, but yes. the is so different and that's yeah. why it's not black and white. And that's the exact reason why, you know, health isn't black and white and it's not mm-hmm. just go to the gym and lift weights. And I think that's also what's massively missing in the fitness industry right now too. Yeah. And it, it just goes back to what you said, that relationship with yourself. And I think when we talk about self-love, like people are almost paralyzed by that because they're like, I don't, I don't know how to do that. And I used to have a coach that used to always ask me in like our coaching session, she was like, well, how's that going to make you feel? And I think just asking that question, because using the example of like, should I get up and get in the ice bath and work out? Like, well, how is that going to make you feel? If you can answer that question, that's how you kind of get to know yourself because it's like, 
actually, that would make me feel amazing. And I'd be proud of myself and I'd feel accomplished. Well, that's probably the loving thing. But what the next morning, it might be how's that going to make you feel? And you're like, exhausted, burnout, like at the end of my day, I'm just going to be falling apart. Well, then the answer is don't do it that day, you know, and just that is truly a getting to know yourself conversation. And we are just so busy and going a million miles an hour that we don't know ourselves anymore. Or, you know, did we ever really? I love that. I love that question of asking yourself, like, how is this going to make me feel? Because it's really paying attention to what the fruits are, right? What we're going to, what's the byproduct after? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because there are many days where I'm physically tired and I go work out and I feel a million times better. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I did that. Yes. But no one really can answer that question for you. Yeah. Um, you know, we, when we want to have a good relationship, like with our significant other, uh, with our friends, like we have to actually spend time and yes. to know that person. I was just thinking the exact same thing. And so many people, like they kind of wonder like, why, why is this so difficult? And it's like, well, are you really one actually spending time with yourself? Mm-hmm. Um, because most of us like space, like time with ourselves, like, what do we do? Right. We're on our phones. We're watching Netflix. It's like, we're not tuned into us at all. We want to distract like space is like scary, right? We're like, what do I do with this? Let's fill up the space with TV, with our phones, with, with anything else. Um, And it's really that time that we spend with ourselves, where one, we can start to ask ourselves questions, really get to know Mm ourselves, but that's really where that relationship really can begin to blossom and grow. Like I'm introverted. I love my, my time with myself. Oh my gosh. My husband always laughs. (laughs) He's such like a touchy feely lover. And he's like, I swear you could just live on an Island by yourself. I'm like, I could. (laughs) It's so funny because that is literally the identical relationship with me and Aaron too. He's always like his, He's like a lover, like, at the yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm the person who's like, okay, we're, we're done touching. <laughs> Same. We're done. Absolutely. <laughs> Too much touching. Yes. Yes. I totally agree. And I really want to challenge the audience, the people that are listening to this to like, just today, you know, I'm a big believer in like, we all listen to podcasts. We all listen to this stuff, but like, are you doing, are you taking anything from and implementing it? And I'm going to challenge myself to like, go for a walk today without a podcast in my ears. You know, without, cause I'm a big believer in like time stacking and, you know, doing things at the same time so you can be more efficient, but taking a walk, a 30 minute walk or an hour walk alone without your phone and without headphones is radically different than tuning in to the thing that's in your ears. I mean, and if we can just do more of that, right? Like we track certain behaviors, we've got our planners, we've got our schedule, but are you scheduling in not just, you know, the massage or getting my nails done and kind of, because I think that's how we look at self-love or self-care like, oh, well, I do these things. And it's like, no, it's just quiet time with yourself. And and not to go back to this, but I, I remember thinking about this one time and um, hearing in a church sermon, like our relationship with God, Jesus, whatever you know, religion you are. And he was kind of challenging us on that because he's like, you fall in love with somebody, like when you fell in love with your spouse and you wanted to talk to them every single second of the day and you wanted to be with them and you couldn't wait to go on like date after date after date, like it's time to, you had to get to know them. And he's like, yet we say that we want that with God and we come to church maybe one hour a week. 
you know, and it really like opened my eyes to like the relationship, our relationship with our creator and our relationship with ourself. Yeah. It's kind of mind blowing when you start thinking about it. I remember on one of my coaching calls, um, with one of the ladies I'm working with right now. And she asked me, she's like, what do you think is the most important relationship? Now she's my coach, not the opposite. In this yeah. um, and you know, I didn't think about it at first. And I said, self. And then she's like, well, yes, but first it's the relationship we have with God and then ourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course our significant other person and then kids, you know, everything they're after. Yeah. Um, but I think that's, so true because I know even for myself, like I used to be that person, you know, as the Christian who like went to church every Sunday, mm-hmm. uh, would read the Bible. So like physically I was going through the options, mm-hmm. um, but I didn't really have a relationship, you know, yeah. I was trying to get to know, um, get to know God and really yeah. trying to cultivate that relationship. And that's really, you know, as I worked on that and building that relationship, the relationship with myself mm-hmm. has grown. And, you know, the relationship with, of course, my partner has grown. Yeah. Their doctor. Um, so I think that's, that's beautiful that you do bring that up. Yeah. Oh, so powerful. Gosh, so good. Okay. We could talk for another hour and we won't. Uh, way too fast. <laughs> way too fast. Tell me this. Um, where can people find you? Tell me a little bit more too, if we, if you will, when we wrap up what does the process look like when clients come to you or your practice? Like what could they expect once they start to dig into your website, your work? What does that look like? Yeah. I would have loved to like dive into specifically like the gut microbiome and the bacteria. And we'll have to talk about that in another podcast because yes. I completely nerd out. <laughs> All things that I know on gut health. Um, but with my practice, Rachel Shear Nutrition, and you can go to the website, rachelshear.com. Um, we really do an interview process for anybody that we work with. So we offer a free 30 minute call. Um, it is coaching. So we're coaching on everything really that we talked about today, but we do all of the functional medicine lab testing. So we're looking at your gut microbiome, your hormones, your thyroids, adrenals, your deficiencies, inflammation, your blood sugar, because we need to understand, we need to understand what is off in the body. Um, But we also really need to look at things like, what does your diet look like? What does your stress look like? What does your sleep look like? Um, and really try to identify, you know, why these things are off in the first place. Yeah. And with the coaching, what we do is we create customized functional medicine protocols to try to bring the body back to homeostasis. So that's updated on a month to month basis. Um, but it's coaching. And this is where we really get to work through some of these things that are coming up because it's not just here's the perfect plan. Now follow it. Right. right. Oftentimes it's really kind of diving into this inner work that we get to do too. And I created this approach because really this is what I wish I had when yeah. I was struggling so much with all of my own health issues. I wish I had this type of testing. I wish I had that person who truly cared, who would look at all the testing, look at my nutrition, look at my lifestyle, look at how I was like showing up and being like, okay, this is what is off. Here's, here's probably a bit of why and coach me through, yes, some of like the actual protocols that I needed to do, but also really, you know, walking with me along the way. And the most powerful piece of having somebody who really cares, who can walk with you and really look at the full picture. It's so key. I mean, you and I both massively successful in our, in our careers, we both have coaches, you know, like everyone needs that. And a piece that 
you didn't even mention, but is obviously there when you have an ongoing relationship with somebody is accountability. I have gone to functional medicine doctors who I love, who are amazing, who have given me protocols and I've walked out their office and done it for, you know, maybe two or three weeks and then fallen off. But because there's not that ongoing relationship for them to kind of just usher me back on track a little bit, check in with me, see what else is going on in my life, it just kind of falls apart. And what you're doing is radically different. I mean, I don't think I've even heard of any practice that does that. So I, that is amazing. Absolutely. I like the combo of like life, nutrition, functional, all intertwined. Yes. Yeah. I love it. That's so awesome. And your podcast, Sheer Madness. Sheer Madness. I love it. Um, It's all on health, fitness, functional medicine, mindset. And then you can follow me on Instagram. It's at Rachel Sheer with a C in the Sheer. So it actually looks like Rachel's Sheer, but it's Rachel Oh, yeah. 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 That does make sense. And anything big coming up? Um, Always things happening. Yes. Um, I think the biggest thing is, you know, here this next year is stepping into helping women who also want to create greater impact income in their life and use their own story and pain and turn that into their purpose. Um, and I think that's what's so cool, you know, is you guys heard my story of everything that I did with my gut issues and that and creating a business out of it. But we're always evolving. And, you know, what I'm really passionate about ultimately is helping people realize their fullest potential, Um, whether that's on the healing side, whether that's on the business side. So um, yeah, that's the next evolution that I'm stepping into. That is amazing. And we will be working together in multiple capacities. I already know it. Yes. Oh my gosh, Rachel, thank you so much for being here today. This conversation has filled my soul as does every conversation with you. And we will absolutely, I'm, I'm holding you to it, have you back on so we can nerd out together about gut health. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes and we will see you next week.